There will undoubtedly never be a day like this in sports. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways. That official as of 40 seconds ago, 24-year legacy done in New England. Nick Saban retiring as the head coach of Alabama. Six national championships in Tuscaloosa, seven overall. Stone, I know that it's a noon press conference. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, not taking questions as that started. That has started. All right, let's go ahead and go to Foxborough, Mass., where Bill Belichick and uh, Bob Kraft are meeting with the media. Um, I always have those those great memories. I'll carry with those those with me the rest of my life. Um, and of course, after uh, you know Robert, um, thanks to the assistant coaches. Um, you know, I've had so many great coaches uh, here. Uh, they've made my job uh, so much easier. Uh, it's a long list, but. You know, the amount of work, preparation, um, and diligence that they do, um, every one of them. Um, and I say this about the players and the coaches, regardless of how long they were here, how many years they were here, how many years they coached, and what the position was. Um, you know, it was a great team effort, and, and everybody, you know, put everything they had into it. And, um, and that's why we were successful. So, um, for the coaches, the support staff, um, it's an amazing staff here that, that supported me in every way. Um, all the scouting and all the, the football support people from equipment, training, uh, security, video, operations, um, uh, and so forth, right down the line, dining room. I mean, it's all, it's all first class. It's all, you know, extremely, extremely good. And, um, you know, special thanks to Bears and Nancy. They've been here since day one and, um, you know, made my life a lot easier or I've made theirs a lot harder, however you want to look at it. Um, but that's uh, you know a big shout out to them, and of course uh, a great great deal of thanks and appreciation to the players. Uh, players win games in the NFL, and I've been very very fortunate to coach some of the, the greatest players uh, that have ever played. Some of the greatest players that have ever played for the Patriots. Some of them are already in the Hall of Fame. Uh, many more are going. Um, but again, regardless of how long any of the players were or weren't here, or what their role was, or or how many games they played, or even if they didn't win championships. Um, you know, I respect the way the players come to work here on a daily basis. Uh, all of them, I've coached, you know, well over a thousand. <clears throat> but their their ability to work, prepare, uh, train, you know, in the weight room, um, you know, train their bodies, uh, meet, rehearse over and over again. You know, what we need to do things right to to be successful to win. Uh, it's just. I have so much respect for all the players, um, and certainly we've had you know many that have been here for a long time, and you know had great contributions, and, and uh, too many to name at this time. But um, you know, great thanks to the players and um, to the media for you guys. I, I don't know that anybody's gotten more coverage than uh, than I have or we have in the past 24 years. Um, you know, meet with you guys a lot. Respect what you do. Um, you know, you're a voice to the fans and. Uh, even though we don't always see eye to eye all the time, most of the time, but not all the time, uh, I do respect what you do. And and uh, and finally, to the fans, um, you know, the fans here are amazing. Um, you know, 
uh, so many memories of the fans, the, the send-offs, um, the parades, um, the Sundays, you know, whatever the, whatever the situations are, um, the letters of support, uh, the, you know, seeing the fans, you know, away from here, you know, at a gas station or a grocery store or, you know, where you bump into them, uh, Patriot fans here, and not just in New England, but uh, they extend nationally and even internationally uh, as I've traveled. Uh, it's amazing how far the, the arm reaches. We saw that this year in, in Germany. So, uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team. And uh, it's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to move on. And um, I look forward, I'm excited for the future, um, but always very, very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and, you know, the, what, Robert, what you've done for me. Thank you. Yeah. Those are the remarks of Bill Belichick, again, taking no questions from the media. And Stone, has Robert Kraft already made his remarks? Rob Robert Kraft is taking the stage now. All right, so Robert Kraft is now going to the owner of the Patriots, bought them in 1994, hired Bill Belichick in January of 2000. He is about to make his statement. Again, no questions from media, two prepared statements. Robert Kraft, Palm Beach County resident, uh, he is about to address local media in Foxborough, Mass. And he's coming up to the podium as we speak. Theo, you good? Absolutely, man. I'm getting Good. a little uh, emotional here. No, you're not. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. This is touchy stuff. Here's, uh, here's Robert Kraft. We'll see if he's getting more rightfully emotional than Theo. And like a good marriage, a successful head coach-owner relationship requires a lot of hard work. And I'm very proud that our partnership lasted for 24 years. I don't think in the NFL there's been any other partnership that lasted longer and has been as productive as ours. I trusted my instincts to bring Bill back to New England in 2000 after immediately regretting not hiring him after working with him together in 1996. When I did hire him, I was still making the transition from the fan who bought season tickets in 71, sitting on the metal benches in the old Foxborough Stadium with my boys to try to become an experienced owner. Bill has taught me a lot over those years, and we had high expectations for what we could achieve together. I think we were the only ones who had those expectations, and I think it's I think it's safe to say we exceeded them. We did. Thanks to you. Uh, it's hard to put into words, really, when I think back to sitting on those metal benches and that we'd have an opportunity to go to 10 Super Bowls together and bring six Lombardi trophies home to Massachusetts. At heart, I will always be a sentimental sports fan. So this is a very emotional day for me. Some of my happiest and most memorable moments were celebrated with my family during Bill's tenure here. I recognize 
that it also is a very emotional day for many of our fans and most of our fans as it represents the end of an era, one that hopefully will always be celebrated in this region. The man standing to my left brought the leadership and coaching skills that were needed to make this type of unprecedented success that we have had possible. Coach Belichick will forever be celebrated as a legendary sports icon here in New England, and I believe go in as a pro football Hall of Famer on the first ballot. Why? Because he is the greatest coach of all times. Which makes this decision to part ways so hard. But this is a move that we mutually agreed that is needed at this time. What Bill accomplished with us, in my opinion, will never be replicated. And the fact that it was done in the salary cap and free agency era makes it even more extraordinary. I thank Coach Bill for his hard work and dedication. It'll be difficult to see him in a cutoff hoodie on the sideline, but I will always continue wish him continued success, except when he's playing our beloved Patriots. So I thank you all for coming here today and being part of this uh, celebration. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. He's got a cold, so I'm not going to kiss him. Thank you. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft. I suppose that's the conclusion. No, Stone, that's, that's a wrap uh, in true Patriots fashion, in and out. Get the statement out there, say what you have to say, and leave. I suppose that's a wrap, right? Yeah, they both left the stage, and we're getting a thank you for watching graphic. Wow. Nice. Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick. I will say this. As much as we make fun of the Patriot way here on this radio show, when it comes to uh, parting ways purposes between the two and how long we spend listening to a press conference, bless them because what a gift to this radio show that was in and out in 10 minutes time bill belichick five minutes at the microphone robert Kraft, surgical five minutes at the microphone and guys i want you to let this settle in for the first time in nearly a quarter century bill belichick is no longer the head coach of the new england patriots just think about that for a second a quarter century, nearly, 24 straight seasons. And as we sit here today, January 11th, just after noon Eastern time, Bill Belichick is no longer the head coach of the New England Patriots. We are living through the end of one of the great sports eras. I, I personally don't recall the time. Obviously, I was six years old in 2000 when, when Bill Belichick took over. I I. He's inseparable from the New England Patriots when it comes to my sports mind. So to me, this is um, it's a monumental day. It, it feels unreal. And mostly, it's nice to see Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick get a little sentimental and dip into what the past 24 years were like. I wish they would have really gave us more, but it was it's, it's a pretty it's a monumentous day. Uh, it was a, you could have predicted it was going to be a buttoned up 
uh, and very professional farewell. Bill Belichick wasn't going to hit Robert Kraft with a shoe. Robert mm. Kraft wasn't going to badmouth Bill Belichick out the door. Uh, and it ends what appears to be extremely amicable. Uh, let's just go through some of the, the key quotes here. I was just sort of jotting things down. Uh, Bill Belichick, it sounded like, despite he obviously uh, him having a cold, uh, Robert Kraft pointed it out, but it was obvious he had a cold. Bill Belichick did. Uh, the fans are amazing, and it sounded like when he was talking about the fans, the parades, the send-offs, as he put it, it sounded like he was getting teary-eyed, no? Yeah, yeah his voice, I, I put a note down as well, Ken. His voice cracked. Specifically, when he mentioned the parades, and it's funny that that happened because you think about a guy like Belichick, he probably didn't celebrate enough in those moments. Yeah. So that was yeah. a little bit of like a little bit of that emotion finally kind of coming out of him as he knows it's all over and he can reflect back on it and he can celebrate. I think that was real. That was raw right there. So many fond memories and thoughts, said Bill Belichick, and quote, I'll always be a Patriot. Robert Kraft says uh, that Coach Belichick is the greatest sports coach of all time and, quote, will forever be celebrated as a legendary sports figure in New England. I also thought the it was poignant uh, that, that Robert Kraft all but acknowledged, yeah, we know Bill Belichick's going to be a coach in the NFL next year. Oh, yeah. It's, it seems like it's signed, still delivered. He still has more to prove, and it's, it's not actually surprising. If you, if you watch the way that the end of that tenure in, in New England pay, played out, he's not done. He's still chasing that record, and he also is still chasing the fact that he hasn't done it without Brady. And I think as we talk about Belichick and his tenure in New England, that's going to be part of it. I don't want to harp on it, but that is part of it, and he has something to prove still. All right, so let's press a reset button here, and let's get into this because, guys, uh, and again, LaVica Theo and Stone here on ESPN 106.3, a little bit unconventional start to the show with Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, meeting with the media right at noon, start of our show in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And right before we went on the air, the Patriots did make it official that Bill Belichick and the organization parting ways. Belichick leaves with a 266-121 and 121 record as the head coach of the Patriots. He has 302 wins overall. He is uh, just short of 30 shy of the all-time wins record set by Don Shula of the Dolphins. And Bill Belichick will move on. He'll have a lot of suitors with the available head coaching jobs that have become vacant here in the last couple of days. All of this against the backdrop, guys, of Nick Saban retiring yesterday, telling Mm -hmm. his team in Tuscaloosa, I'm done. After six national championships here at Alabama, seven in total, one at LSU, we're, we're never going to have a day like this ever again in our lifetimes, maybe ever in the history of sports. Like This would be the equivalent of Bear Bryant and Don Shula saying farewell at the same time. Mm. This would be mm. the equivalent of uh, Phil Jackson and Red Arbach stepping away at the same time. Mm. This is the two preeminent coaching minds, coaching legends in the sport of football, obviously different levels, but the sport of football stepping away or parting ways with the organization that brought them to prominence within hours of one another. Bill Belichick leaving New England, Nick Saban leaving the sport altogether. These two were the coaching faces of the last quarter century, and they're both gone now. 
to, to rationalize that, me as a sports fan, me as a football fan, me as a sports observer, me as someone who has at times in my life despised both of them from a sports perspective. And I can't help now but, but be melancholy about the fact that they're leaving and the sport as we know it is about to change. Yeah, and no two guys um, have ever had like their dominance on the same sport intertwined at the same time. Like just as much as New England felt inevitable in the AFC throughout the past two decades, Alabama was the New England of college football. It's, the parallels were always there. These comp, these these you know, the only other coach I can think of in this era that fit in those conversations that people would bring up would be Greg Popovich and the Spurs who his teams would be, you know, not a dynasty where it's back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, but they would float in and out. They were always contenders. They were always relevant. That's fallen off over the past five or six years. But, yeah, like Saban and Belichick defined the past two years or the past two decades of football on both of the uh, highest levels. And now, like you said, in the, in the midst of 24 hours, they're both kind of gone, at least from their stands. And, and man, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird watching Saturdays, the Crimson Tide being led by whoever the heck they replaced Saban with. And it's going to be especially weird um, watching a, a Mac Jones-led offense with no hoodie, you know, sleeveless hoodie on the sideline. Uh, and you know what's even more weird? If you want to take it to a next level, a little coaching Illuminati here. Uh-oh. Who did Bill Belichick replace in New England as the head coach? Uh, Charlie Weiss? Uh, no. I don't remember. Pete Carroll. Oh, man. Who parted ways with the Seahawks huh. yesterday after an illustrious run with the Seahawks, including two Super Bowls and a, a world championship. So Pete Carroll, we'd at least give him five to six minutes today on this show, but he's a mere afterthought because Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, Saban retiring, Belichick leaving New England, they've completely taken over the headlines here. Let's talk about these two, Saban and Belichick. Nick Saban, 297 wins in his head coaching career. Think about this, 297, 71, and 1. And quite honestly, over the last, say, 15 years, 14 years since Alabama beat Tim Tebow in Florida in the SEC title game, that really started the run of dominance for Alabama. Anytime Alabama would lose, it would become the biggest story in college football for an entire season. That's how you know that you're an absolute legend and you've got the juggernaut of the sport. Alabama becoming the one team who they lose and it's the biggest college football game of the season, biggest college football moment of the season, biggest program moment for any other school, including SEC schools. That right there is proof that Nick Saban, to me, is the greatest head coach, head football coach of all time, at least at the college level. Seven national championships, six in Tuscaloosa, equaling Bear Bryant. So he comes to Alabama, and he then exceeds the standard that was already set. Then there's Bill Belichick, who goes to nine Super Bowls, wins nine AFC titles, wins six rings. And I thought Robert Kraft said it well, Theo. In the salary cap and free agent era, you know how impossible that is to do? And it wasn't just Bill Belichick coaching. It was Bill Belichick, the GM, which you could argue ultimately led to his demise as well. But for 20 years, the GM, Bill Belichick, pieced enough around that quarterback, number 12, to continually be automatic in the NFL. That's a damn near miracle. Yeah, that's – and if you think about the NFL, the NFL, the reason why it's so relevant and so powerful is because it's built for parity. It literally feels like the league where dominance is impossible. We haven't had a back-to-back champion since who? The Patriots in 05. Like, right. 
the NFL is set up for that, whereas the college football landscape is more of a world of like the wild, wild west than it has been. It's built for monopolies almost. And Nick Saban took advantage of the landscape of college football in a way that nobody has done since maybe Bear Bryant. And Bill Belichick really went against the grain and did something unthinkable in the NFL, and that's dominate two-plus eras or two-plus decades. So I think when you look at it like that, you just said Saban may be the greatest football coach of all time. What Robert Kraft said in there, again, specifically free agency, salary cap, you, you kind of have to give a little bit of a grading on the curve to Bill Belichick because that's kind of improbable and almost impossible what he was able to do. I know that this is going to be, and me as a Dolphins fan, this is going to come off as sacrilegious, right? But we are talking about Saban and Belichick, the mm. two greatest single football coaches to ever walk the earth, right? I, I, yep. I understand Don Shula, all-time wins record. I understand there are four or five other college coaches with more wins than Nick Saban. But are, are you willing to go out on the limit with me, trust that it will carry our collective weight, Theo, and say that we're talking about the two greatest football coaches in the history of the sport of football? I can say definitively in my time they're the greatest, and that's not debatable. But, yes, also on this day – I don't think we're being prisoners of the moment. What these two dudes did at the helm, and one of the also another thing that can't be ignored, Ken, this is the height of football, right? Like, and I know it'll probably continue. It's not like football is peaked, but this is the biggest football has ever been. This era, the past two decades, I would say, is the height of football, and these two dudes dominated these eras. So I think it's fair to say, yes, the two greatest football coaches that have ever been. Here is the question. Who has the grander legacy, Bill Belichick or Nick Saban? Because as much as we've exalted them here over the first, oh, I don't know, minus the Belichick, uh, Robert Kraft presser that we started with, so the last, oh, I don't know, what, 12 minutes, 13 minutes or so, they also have their fair share of dark moments. Mm. I mean, Bill Belichick, let's not mince words. He's leaving a franchise that he largely, over the last three years, is responsible for tanking, right? Yeah. Not purposely either. Uh, bad personnel moves, poor evaluations in the draft, 4-13 and 13 this year. Bill Belichick is leaving because he was no longer getting the job done, correct? Absolutely. I, I don't think there's any other way to put it. Then there's Nick Saban. For all the good he did at Michigan State as a head coach, for all the good he did at LSU winning a national championship as a head coach, for all the legendary performances and, and game plans that he executed or laid out to be executed at Alabama, there is still the Dolphins' tenure. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that Nick Saban set the Miami Dolphins back eight, nine, ten years with various decisions that he made in charge of that franchise but when we're talking about Saban versus Belichick yes Belichick had to navigate through the parody era of the NFL he had to navigate through salary cap and free agency but Nick Saban in what probably ends up being three different eras of college football right with his time in Michigan State then at LSU then Alabama and then NIL comes and then the portal comes you've got the advent of recruiting services and the star ratings and recruiting becoming its own entity uh, that people follow outside of just football games right and Nick Saban continually won both those battles the recruiting battles the recruiting rankings and on the football field I just think that 
Nick Saban, when all is said and done, the way he adapted to all those different eras of college football with constant turnover on roster, with the portal coming into play, with an IL coming into play, and he remained that same constant, and he's going out still on top. He felled Georgia to end his coaching career. Mm. He beat mighty Georgia to end his coaching career. I think Nick Saban has the grander legacy today than Bill Belichick. Who has the grander legacy as we say farewell to Nick Saban and New England says goodbye to Bill Belichick? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Who has the grander coaching legacy between the two greatest coaches of all time who are seeing their careers either A, come to an end or be inextricably altered within a few hours' time. Nick Saban or Bill Belichick, and I say it's Nick Saban for the different eras of college football and the adaptation that he had to show as a head coach and going out on top. I think Nick Saban has the grander legacy. Theo, where's your head at on this with these two guys? You know what I love about this, Ken? Nick Saban and Bill Belichick who have – so much respect for each other. Probably they respect each other more than they respect anybody else in the game of football. Yeah, and they hate this question. Let's and they be quite hate, honest. They, they absolutely hate this question, but what they did, because of what they did in the past 24 hours, they've spawned upon us maybe the greatest and maybe the most debatable football topic that we'll ever have. Nick Saban's coaching legacy versus Bill Belichick's coaching legacy have so many layers to it. I personally have to side with Nick Saban as well. And the main reason for me is Nick Saban did it with so many different cast of characters. He did it with no down years at all past 2008 when you talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide. The down years we talk about are like 10-3 and seasons where they still finish in the top 10. Nick Saban did it so flawlessly in a land where in college football there there were so many changing parts. He was able to adapt to win Uh, College football became more of an air raid sport instead of a ground and pound sport. He dominated in both eras. Um, I do think that Nick Saban, had he held on at Alabama a little too long in this transfer portal NIL era that he obviously felt like it was getting to be too much, maybe that legacy starts to tarnish a little bit more down the line, but maybe it doesn't because he's proven to adapt at every point. For me, I go Nick Saban just because he did it with so many different guys, whereas The easiest way to really judge legacy, Ken, and I think you would agree with me on this, is how big are the shoes that you're you're leaving that are left to be filled when you leave? I would not want to touch any part of that Alabama job at all. That's the most daunting task. I mean, why would you want to take that job? Because the expectations are going to be out of this world. Nobody is Nick Saban, okay? Dan Lanning at Oregon already announced he's staying at Oregon. He was the front runner. We had a, a, a news station, what I'm assuming is wrongfully reporting, up in Eugene, Oregon last night that Dan Lanning was in Tuscaloosa. Yes, yes. And he put that to bed real quickly. Why in God's name would you want the Alabama job? You've got to be a major league sicko to roll in there and say, hey, I embrace this. This should be no problem following up Nick Saban. That is the most daunting task in all of sports right now is who's going to take that Alabama job. You really have to have, like, irrational confidence to do so. Lane Kiffin. Let me me introduce you to Lane Kiffin, everybody. Well, well, look, look, that's the thing. You need a guy like Lane Kiffin to step in there and think he can fill those shoes. You need somebody – I don't want to – I don't even say this um, in a denigrating way, but you need somebody that's kind of almost – 
foolish. Crazy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah no doubt. No like, doubt. No, yeah. no disrespect to Lane Kiffin or anything, but like he has that kind of, you know, model about him and mantra. So I don't know, but we'll, we, we can save that for later. Right now, as we have the legacy debate, again, the, that Patriots job, though it doesn't look very tasty because of what's left there in New England, the expectations, like if you just win nine games next year with the Patriots, you're becoming, you're, you're on track to being a god to those folks in, in Foxborough who haven't had a winner in the past two or three years. Like, that's the easiest way to say Saban wins this thing because Belichick is, you know what else, Ken? Saban's retiring. Belichick, yeah. he, he still, still has more to prove. More There's still more meat on the bone. I, I wonder, you know how with, with Brady, when he went to Tampa Bay, and I, I, I had always been one of those people that said, oh, Brady is nothing without Belichick. Belichick's yeah. nothing with, uh, without Brady. I was only correct in one of those declarations, at least in my mind. So far. Uh, Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay and winning a title there completely validated his greatness for me. And fine, you can call me but, uh, boneheaded and an idiot and I don't know ball, whatever you want to throw at me, but I truly thought that Tom Brady was a benefactor of the system. But then he went to Tampa and he won a title, and it was at that point where I said, I have no argument any longer. I've just got to eat this. Belichick? I would argue, jury's out, right? Yeah. Under new ownership, I'm assuming he's going to have a GM that he works under. I doubt they're going to let him, after the last couple of years, take the reins of a front office wherever he goes. Uh, I, I still think as great – and you, you can say, right, that Bill Belichick is right up there with Saban – it's the two greatest coaches to ever live. Yeah. But can't you argue from a legacy standpoint, we still need a little bit more from Bill Belichick to cement him as an equal, if not greater, than Nick Saban? People call Nick Saban's two-year stint with the Miami Dolphins a great failure, the biggest blemish on his coaching you know, career, on his coaching resume. Go back and actually look at Nick Saban's record and then compare that to the past two or three years that Bill Belichick has had without Tom Brady. Bill Belichick has way more left on the bone to prove when you talk about what happened before he had Brady and after he had Brady. We've only seen Bill Belichick be relevant and super successful when Tom Brady was playing quarterback for him. Before that and after that, it really hasn't looked good. So, yeah, Nick Saban, in this sense, I don't know. Earlier I said it was it was debatable. Now I'm starting to think if Saban's not the clear answer, Ken. Uh, who has the grander coaching legacy? Is it Nick Saban? Or is it Bill Belichick? And you also have the cheating scandals with yes. Bill Belichick, yeah. right? Uh, videotaping practices, deflate gate, all of these different accusations. But again, I'm telling you, Nick Saban set back an entire NFL franchise yeah. a decade. Because Nick Saban, him leaving, it shamed a proud Dolphins franchise. He lied about it for weeks. He leaves. That leads to Cam Cameron, who's one of the top ten <laughs> worst coaches in the history of the NFL. Nick Saban also, as he walked out the door, is the guy who didn't sign Drew Brees and went with Dante Culpepper instead. I mean, Nick Saban set the Dolphins organization back a decade. Who has the grander coaching legacy? Nick Saban or Bill Belichick on the day that Saban retires and Bill Belichick leaves New England. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Uh, for me, as a Dolphins fan, I'm sad to see Bill Belichick go. Tua Tungavailoa, undefeated all time against Bill Belichick. Undefeated. 
Wait. Perfect six and zero. Oh. So you're you're using this as a platform to elevate Tua two days after you called him a. Uh, I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. I do know he's undefeated all time against Bill Belichick. I respect that a lot. Can we yeah. to jam that thing in there right before yeah. break? I, you know, I, I I've been thinking about it for the last twenty minutes, trying to be respectful, and oh then my I had goodness. to I had to push it through. Well, bam! Well, there's still time. There's still time because Belichick's not done. Uh, he is. He's not. What if uh, What if the Jets hire him? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, you man. think Aaron Rodgers would allow Belichick that? Belichick and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, you think Aaron Rodgers would allow that? They need Woo. somebody to come hold the water. <laughs> <laughs> Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Evan Cohen, the ultimate Bill Belichick Patriots fan. He'll join us at 1245, his regular Thursday spot. He is part of the trio, unsportsmanlike, with Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every day here on ESPN 106.3. We have an awful lot to do. And just sit back for a second. If you're in your car, you're at work, you're at home, you're walking along the intracoastal, let this sink in. Right now, we live in a world where Nick Saban is no longer the head coach of the University of Alabama and Bill Belichick is no longer the head coach of the New England Patriots. How does that feel? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media open at KLV1063. That's Theo Dorsey. He's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN1063.
our community. 17 full-service locations all the way from West Palm Beach to the Treasure Coast. Check them out at sl.com. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Jared Smith on Twitter makes a good point. How in God's name did Bill Belichick not walk off the podium with uh, we're on to vacation or we're on to Atlanta uh, or something? Lean in your brand, dude. You still got more coaching to do. Yeah, that's uh, that would have been nice. That would have been special. And that was the one thing I felt like the press conference did lack was any memorable charm. moments. Yeah, like yeah. no charm, no fun. Like the only thing was that little thing about him having a cold so he didn't kiss him on the forehead or, or something. I don't know, but like. I don't know. I, I didn't like that. I wish they would have gave us something to hang on to. Uh, by the way, on the Nick Saban front, and I bleep you not, this is me telling the God's honest truths here. I have, uh, and Stone knows it, he's seen the emails. I have reached out to the mayor of Jupiter Island, which is going to be the new home of Nick Saban, uh, to have her join the show to talk about all the great things about Jupiter Island Nick Saban will be able to experience upon him and Ms. Terry moving to Jupiter Island, and not unexpectedly, no answer yet. No answer yet. And he addressed it, Madam Mayor. I did. I, I, I dropped a Madam Mayor on her, uh, Mayor Townsend, there in uh, Jupiter Island. So hopefully we can uh, we can make some progress on that. Mayor Townsend, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, that's a funny joke. Call us. <laughs> Levicka, Theo, and Stone here on ESPN 106.3. Let me tell you about EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They're a trained comfort specialist. They have been doing it since 2006. They are family-owned and operated, and they have your AC taken care of. But this is a little bit on you. Let me, let me tell you why. Most people wait until the very end of their AC unit's life to realize there's a problem because they don't do maintenance. They don't do regular maintenance. It's just not something you think about, and then all of a sudden, it's, oh, come to the rescue, save me. My house is warm, and it's uncomfortable, and my family's mad at me. Well, with EDS, what you can do is make sure that you become a member of their gold plan. They will periodically send technicians out there so you never, ever, ever get in that spot where your AC unit is on its deathbed and you need emergency resuscitation in order to keep your home cool and comfortable. It's EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. That's EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. Who has the grander coaching legacy as of today, this Thursday? Nick Saban or Bill Belichick? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776 in social media at KLV1063. I actually, guys, asked earlier in the day on social media uh, about the legacy of, of Bill Belichick. And uh, I, I, I straight up asked, what's the best way to describe Bill Belichick's Patriots legacy? Because he's complicated. He's really complicated because of the cheating scandals. Because, let's be honest, he wasn't warm and fuzzy, right? Where I think, Theo, unless I'm reading this wrong, doesn't Nick Saban leave the sport as almost a little bit of a, a newfound beloved figure? Yeah, he's much more charming. I mean, you, and you have to be when you're a college football coach because you have to go into so many homes and recruit and, and, and win the hearts and the minds of players and their families. So Saban had the charm 
Saban had the the more infallible record at at Alabama. Um, so so yeah, I think Saban's a more likable character, and he has again a, a more pristine record. I think it's the more we talk about this, and I'm glad we're able to do this even in a public forum. I'm starting to lean even heavier that Saban is definitively better than Belichick. You could argue, too, that Saban ruined Bill Belichick by sending him Mac Jones, right? Oh, my goodness. Don't do that. Because you're right, though, because Belichick believed in Mac Jones off of the strength of his relationship with Saban, which did not work out, which is part of the demise of Bill Belichick. Was that a plant? Was was Saban doing one last little got-to-have-the-edge, got-to-get-any-way-to-win thing against Belichick in the end? I don't know, man. Trojan did horse. Mac, did Mac Jones end the Patriots dynasty? 888 <laughs> 760 3776 Trojan horse. Uh-huh. He, was the, yeah, he came from within, and he took it down. Uh, real quick, what is the best way to describe Bill Belichick's Patriots legacy? Kenny says, great run, but he only won with Brady. Mike couldn't beat the Jets without cheating. Uh, another Mike, success when he's had the game's best. Quarterback, complete failure without Brady. Actually, we should read these to uh, Evan when he comes Oh, on. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they're not flattering. Evan Cohen. Unsportsmanlike, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, the three of them every day, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Evan joins us every Thursday, and he is officially in mourning, mourning with a U. Uh, Patriots, his favorite team. Bill Belichick, his favorite coach. He models his entire professional life around processes, much like Bill Belichick is an idol of Evan Cohen's. And Evan is certainly trying to find himself this morning, today, this afternoon, with Bill Belichick and the Patriots separating. Evan Cohen, you're not going to want to miss this when we come back. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what state Evan's in right now. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Evan Cohen on the way. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3.
from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I imagine the man who's about to join us sitting in a dark room, covered in a dark shawl, mumbling to himself, under the next, under the next, under the next, under the next. His idol, the man who basically designs and models his professional life after our ESPN 106.3 connoisseur of the Patriot Way, Evan Cohen, joining us in a very timely edition of his regular Thursday spot. It couldn't have scripted it any better. Evan Cohen, part of Unsportsmanlike with Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty every day, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. In, in, in all honesty, I, 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 I promise in all sincerity, Evan, I want to ask you this question. Are you okay? Yeah, it stinks. It stinks in a way that I think actually can all sports fans can relate to. And I actually think that every sports fan whether you're a Patriots fan or Belichick fan or not, I believe should actually feel the exact same way today. And what I mean by that is the day that Michael Jordan retired for good, it was the end of an era. It was an end of a piece of your childhood or your adulthood or however, you old, however old you were at that time. That if you were watching sports when Michael Jordan was playing for the Chicago Bulls and winning six championships – and then he wasn't. It was just a feeling that this thing that we all talk about and have an opinion about is over. The day that Belichick and Brady broke up and Brady left and ultimately went to Tampa, there was a part of it and then ultimately re- retired after last season. You look at it and say, this person, this dynasty, this one-man dynasty that we have all witnessed for 20-plus years is now over. And today is the technical end of the Patriot way of the dynasty, however you want to look at it, after 24 years. And you could sit there and say, good riddance, I'm so sick of Belichick. Which I have. But being sick, right, but being sick of Belichick means you have an opinion on Belichick. Sure. Being annoyed with Belichick, having a take on the Flategate, on Spygate, on six Super Bowl wins, on ten Super Bowl appearances, means that you are connected to this story as a sports fan in a way that we are not connected to many other stories. So I think a level of sadness has to be there of like, wow, this thing that was such a part of my life for so long is no longer going to be a part of my life. And in my case, and when I say my life, I mean for you, for Theo, for Stone, for everybody in Palm Beach County listening and the Treasure Coast right now, and for me, whether you love Belichick or hate Belichick, if you're tuning into ESPN West Palm, it means you actually care about Belichick. And Belichick, Patriot Way, this dynasty is over, and it's a piece in our sports lives that will be missing until someone and something else replaces it. Let me ask you the question that we've started with, but then I have a bunch of other things for you. Stone, just a heads up, I'm going to be given a verbal ID here coming up at the top of the hour because I want to make sure that we have enough time here with Evan. Um, so 
asking the simple question because this is an unprecedented day. This has never happened before. It'll never happen again. When in one single sport, obviously different levels, but one single sport, the arguable two best coaches in the history of that sport are are either A, retiring or B, leaving the organization where they came to prominence basically at the same time. This is unprecedented in our careers, Evan. This will never, ever, 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 ever happen again. Who has the grander legacy as of right now, 12.54 Eastern time, January 11th. Nick Saban, seven national championships, six at Alabama, a horrible tenure with the Miami Dolphins that set that franchise back an entire decade for a multitude of reasons. Or Bill Belichick, cheating scandals abound, six Super Bowl championships, ten Super Bowl appearances, but did nothing after his franchise quarterback left the franchise. Who has the grander legacy? But when you say grander, that would indicate positives. There are no negatives on the Nick Saban resume. Like, the reality is nobody cares about his time with the Miami Dolphins. Like, literally no one. And the longest – I have been doing radio shows for 20-plus years. I did six hours yesterday of radio straight. The longest show I have ever done in my life was the day that Nick Saban left the Miami Dolphins for Alabama. John Martin, Jay Martin, and I did from noon until 8 – p.m. that day straight eight hours straight so it was insanely significant in that moment but it is so irrelevant it's almost at the point now of not even bringing up that's how irrelevant those two years were also how similar those two years were to basically everyone that's ever coached the miami dolphins outside of don shula and now of course Mike McDaniel, to some extent, right? Like, time will tell here with that. So, grander, the nation today is only speaking positively about Nick Saban. The nation today should only be speaking positively about Bill Belichick, but because people will bring up the gates, the two of them, deflate and spy, and because people will do what you did, and you're not alone in that, obviously, in bringing up the record without Brady, the grander resume goes to that of Saban because to 99% of people, there are no flaws on that resume. I mean, I would argue, though, that that matters, at least the Tom Brady discussion. Uh, Tom Brady leaves, and Bill Belichick nearly uh, nearly 30 games under 500 as a head coach once Tom Brady left. Tom Brady went and validated himself against the claims that he was a system quarterback by winning in Tampa. I think now Bill Belichick's going to have a harder time, especially at 72 years old next year, going to a place and having his post-Brady validation like Brady had his post-Belichick validation. I mean, sure, but let's see where he ends up first. I mean, and the other thing that I think is crazy when people do this about the, oh, it's only because of Brady arguments. So that would indicate it is pure coincidence that Bill Belichick directly coached the greatest offensive player of all time, the greatest defensive player of all time, and the greatest special teams player of all time. Surely coincidence that Tom Brady, Lawrence Taylor, and Matthew Slater all were coached for the majority of their career by the same person. Like, that's where you're doing the verses with Brady and Belichick. I'll do the end. I will easily say there is no chance that Tom Brady would have the career he had without Belichick and no chance that Belichick would have the career he had without Brady. There is also no chance that the single greatest athlete I have ever seen in my life, Michael Jordan, would have had the career he would have had without Phil Jackson. There's also no chance that Phil Jackson would have had the career he had without Michael Jordan. 
that too many times we put the verses to these iconic teams instead of the end. And I think when you're talking about these two guys, you're talking about Michael and Phil, or ultimately, odd one, not a player, but I'll do it here, when we're talking about Spolstra and Riley, because don't get it twisted. There will be a day that Pat Riley will leave. There will also be a day that Eric Spolstra will take over the organization as the team president. We will then do the verses between them, which is utterly ridiculous. Oh, Spo couldn't win with Riley, without Riley winning or without Riley running the team. Or Spo won more than Riley won. We're, going, we're inevitably going to do that. We're probably 10 years ahead of that on this conversation right now, but you get the overall point. None of these things could have been done without the other. But again, going back to your question, you used the word grander, and I will go back, like I said, greater. I think that most will look at it as saving. Yeah, and I think that's where we're all at here, too. Levick Theo and Stone, Evan Cohen, his normal Thursday spot here on ESPN 106.3, WUUB, ESPN West Palm, Jupiter. Theo Dorsey, Stone Lebanowitz, me, Ken Levick, Evan Cohen, part of Unsportsman, like Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, every single morning, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. I'm sorry, Theo and Stone. I'm hogging Evan here. I'm well, sorry. Well, that's fine. That's fine. And, and again, I, I, I just... I'm now kind of turning in the fan as I listen to a guy who literally worships at the altar of Belichick, Brady, and Heat culture kind of pontificate about what this day means. This is important to hear what Evan Cohen has to say. And I do like the point he made. Like, while sports is the most unifying uh, thing it feels like when you're actually playing them, sports conversations are sometimes the most divisive. So the versus in the end conversation is, is a well-put one. I just wonder specifically the reason why Bill Belichick is still going to be coaching after Tom Brady and after these three years where it didn't look so good is because he feels like he still has something to prove, and he does. If he wants to really show that his legacy is the greatest NFL coach of all time, I would love to see him do it without Brady. So I would love to see what that destination is. Yeah, I don't think he has anything to prove to you, like literally nothing. I think he's doing it because he wants to and because I think that like he got one position wrong. He got the quarterback wrong because I'm not going to bore you with the rest of the roster. And I will t- t- like, trust me, I watched every single game and I could give you all the ins and outs of why this team with a decent quarterback would have been, <laughs> excuse me, around the 500 team, which I know there's not 500 in the NFL anymore. So I don't think he's doing it because he has something to prove. I think he's doing it because he is clearly not done as a head coach. I don't like this move for New England. I don't see how you upgrade at the head coaching position over Bill Belichick. It is interesting to me that the people that have been rumored, three specific people, all are rumored because of their ties to Bill Belichick in Mike Vrabel, former Dolphins coach Brian Flores, and Gerard Mayo. So if you want a a new voice and a different voice in there, and yet you're going to people – that have a lot of their voice because of Belichick, that part is interesting. I don't think he's done by any stretch of imagination, and I don't think he has anything to prove. That said, that said, I do believe he is going to prove something. I would be absolutely stunned, and I don't even know what team he's going to be on. I'd be stunned if he's not in the playoffs next year. Stunned. I just don't know. I mean, and I'll ask you, Evan, because you're pushing back on what I'm saying. A guy as competitive and as as pointed as he's been throughout his whole career, Bill Belichick, you don't think he even has something to maybe prove to himself? These past three years couldn't have felt good to him, and I don't think he wants to walk out like that. Like, 
He has nothing left to prove to us, but to himself, I think he's hungry to do so. Yeah, maybe maybe it's semantics. Maybe prove is not the word. I think he's got more gas left in the tank, and he wants to show us all maybe that, see, I still have that more gas left in the tank. I I think he is going to be so singularly focused on taking whatever team that is and making them a championship contender immediately. I think that's kind of a leap. It depends where he goes. Because if he's going to Atlanta and there are reports Arthur Blank is really, really interested in him, what is is he doing with that quarterback? Can you trust? Oh, that's an easy one. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. I I don't know if you can trust Bill Belichick and his quarterback assessment. Tom Brady was luck, and then once he didn't have Tom Brady, then the whole thing went to crap. Like, how can you sit there and say that, oh, it'll be championship caliber when you just said he got the position wrong? And the one time he got the position right, it was the luckiest Haley's Comet once every 272 years it comes into view type of event that took place for the Patriots. Again, you're going to say luck. It was luck getting him. It wasn't luck developing him because if you're credited with developing the greatest offensive, defensive, and special teams player of all time, it is not luck. It's just not. It's luck finding him. They will be the first to tell you they not they passed on him five or six times, right? They don't look at it as, see, we told you so about Brady. If, if they knew he was going to be that good, they wouldn't have waited until 199, obviously, to draft him. I think that is pretty clear. But I, I don't think um, – I, I, don't, I don't think that when you look at what's going to happen next, I don't think it is tough to imagine in any of the spots that he could be in him making the playoffs. And I'll go one step further. Are we going to sit here and not act like teams are going to fire coaches to try to get him or at least think about it? You don't think if Philly loses on Monday night that they're not going to think about it? You don't think if Buffalo loses to Mike Tomlin that they're going to think about it? You don't think that – I hate to say this, but I think he's very good. You don't think if Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys lose they're going to think about it? I'll give you another one, Okay. To the Jacksonville Jaguars, you've already cleaned out your entire defensive staff. Yeah, you had a massive meltdown this year. Five straight losses. Trevor Lawrence, it, Trevor Lawrence is ripe for the taking, and Trevor Lawrence better be great real quick. You don't think that Belichick with the Jaguars would win that division? Well, it better be a roster made for now. It better be a roster made for, hey, we've got the pieces now. Because I don't think that Belichick has it in him to develop any longer, and I don't trust him with quarterbacks. Again, he was lucky with that. And uh, we talked with Evan Cohen, uh, part of Unsportsmanlike, with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, every single morning, 6 to 10 a.m. here on one, uh, ESPN 106.3. I do think this is interesting. And you mentioned Michael Jordan and how that was like the defining retirement of my childhood, Evan, where I was uh, – I was nine years old yeah nine years old when he retired for the first time so you're heartbroken but you're not quite uh, you're still a little too young to be like oh my god my life is crumbling because then he went right to the White Sox so that was great for me I love that and then he came back and everything was fine after that but it was weird see him in a Wizards uniform you the ultimate Bill Belichick fan is it going to be weird seeing him in the cutoff hoodie standing on the sideline in Jacksonville I mean I'm with him 
Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not giving up the Patriots, but I'm with. Like, well, that was my goes, question. I will follow. Yeah, so yeah, so I was gonna him. say, so you're not gonna take out a new team. You'll still be a Patriots fan because Bill Belichick and the Patriot way, which he instituted, is the reason you became a Patriot fan. Because the ultimate bandwagon jumper. You mean to tell me you're gonna stay right. with the Patriots for what? Why wouldn't you become a Jaguars fan? No, I mean, listen, Ken. Obviously, you know, pot calling the kettle black here. I can't call somebody else a bandwagon fan, like somebody who was rooting for a bad football team. Then Mike McDaniel shows up, then he becomes a fan of theirs, or somebody whose organization goes to crap after MJ and Derek Rose aren't there, and then all of a sudden roots for a three-time champion. I mean, you, you know, you're right to critique others for bandwagoning because <laughs> you've been a Dolphins fan your whole life. So that's a great call by you. Uh, I mean, give me a break. Oh, bandwagon show. Can I go? <laughs> it's a bandwagon show, man. Oh uh, God. <laughs> I mean, uh, seriously, Ken. <laughs> and, 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 oh, by the way, and somebody who last year renounced the Panthers yeah. for the Chiefs. Yeah. And somebody else <laughs> on this show who's a fan of literally every team in the AFC East besides the last <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, 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 you gotta go. I'm leaving. Uh, that is Evan Cohen. Uh, uh, you hear him with Michelle Smallman <laughs> and Chris Canty every single uh, weekday, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. We'll, we'll return. I feel called out. I feel called yeah. out after all of that. You deserve that. it. But, Bill, what a claim by Evan, by the way. This is the claim. This is the one, guys, that we latch on to and we eviscerate him yes. for Let's next January that Bill Belichick will be in the playoffs with his new team. That's the one right there. Mark it. Have it ready to go. He and said I'm gonna contender. Be contender. Not just in the playoffs. He said yeah, contender con- for a Super like Bowl. Championship, yeah. Like championship. Like championship. Like Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll be sitting on that all 2024 NFL season into 2025. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone the Banowitz. I'm Ken Levick. Levick at Theo and Stone. ESPN 106.3.